What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of VW Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Vince. Super excited for today's episode. And you might be asking yourself, why? Well, one, it's daytime. It's 1.50 in the afternoon, Thursday, June 9th. We are out here in Los Angeles. That is right. We are, we are recording remotely. I literally had to bring my mixer, mic, all the cables. Yeah, it's a bit of a process. But you know what? I'm here for it. I really wanted to uh, stay consistent this week and make sure that I got an episode out by Saturday. And by golly, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I am sipping a Ghost Energy uh, Tropical Mango, one of my faves. Tropical Mango and Red Berry Sour Patch Kids are my go-to energy drinks. Just a quick recap, 200 milligrams of caffeine, one gram of carnitine, 150 milligrams of alpha GPC 50%, Neurofactor 100 milligrams, and 100% of your daily, of four daily vitamins, I should say. One gram of taurine in here as well, which... Uh, and 25 grams of uh, milligrams of estrogen can help with absorption of everything in here. Just fantastic. I need a little afternoon pick-me-up uh, because it's been uh, a little little busy today. A little busy. Oh, just It tastes so good. It tastes so good. Tropical mango is definitely my main squeeze. So, uh, very excited to get into today's podcast episode because... One, it's I'm literally looking at a view of the 405 and the 101 here in Los Angeles. Uh, you may be able to hear some of the traffic in the background because I'm right next to the freeway uh, here in my hotel room in Sherman Oaks. And I am here for this week, and I fly to Boise next week, which I'm super excited for because we brought our bike. We brought the road bike out to L.A. just so that I can bring it out to Boise. I am going to put it together today, and hopefully it will gets pieced back together properly uh, and go for a ride tomorrow actually in well not tomorrow but it'll be uh, Saturday in San Diego looking forward to a, a nice um, 30 miles uh, which I've already found my route super excited for that and uh, to get into that ride which we'll talk about probably a little bit later in this episode so I had a, uh, a subscriber I should say I don't really call anybody fans. I'm not like a celebrity and nor would I think I would ever call anybody a fan. Um, reach out. Same person actually that reached out in terms of uh, commenting on the podcast and, and listening, which again, I, I really appreciate anyone that, that takes a minute and this is all it takes just reaching out and just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm listening and uh, I'm enjoying it or this or that. It can be positive or negative feedback. I, I do appreciate it. It does help. Uh, with motivation as well as just knowing that someone is on the other side of these listening. Um, but yeah, super stoked to hear from her and to get some more feedback. And I thought I would definitely touch on this because it's something that's starting to come up a little bit more in the videos as well as just my you know daily life as we finish out these last literally three weeks of this cut. And it's insane for me to say that because, you know, to, to think back that I was literally at 210 pounds uh, nine weeks ago, uh, 10 weeks ago, and, and to be where I'm at now, which today's weigh-in was 186.4. That's where I was at actually yesterday as well. Um, my body's kind of going through some things right now in terms of 
when I travel, you know, it's a new gym. It's a new kind of routine. It's not the same, same, same that I do when I'm back home in Austin. Uh, my routine out here is, is pretty regimented, uh, especially since I kind of have it down. The gym is literally within walking distance, the 24 hour fitness here in Sherman Oaks. Uh, so I just walk over there and then warm up and do my workouts. And then usually, um, you know, when I'm home, I would do my cardio immediately after and, uh, call it a day. I wouldn't really have to worry about workouts anymore, which it can be really taxing. It's a lot on the body. I think it's better to try to split the, the time up between your cardio session and your workout session. But if you are going to do it back to back, do make sure that you do your workout first. Because if you do the cardio first, I'm telling you, you are going to be gassed. And you're not going to be able to perform to the level that you think you'll be able to perform uh, with your workout, with lifting. So just a heads up there. That's my own personal take on that. Um, but... Yeah, I've been doing a lot of cycling. Um, it's something that I've I've been really wanting to get into. It's it's kind of the topic of this this podcast, and kind of diving deeper into why and the how and who, what, when, where, why kind of thing. Um, I bought a road bike back in 2021 in Denver, Colorado. Actually, I was working out there for a good six weeks, and I found a great deal on OfferUp for this bike that I think uh, that he was selling it for like 25 or 2,800. And, and I offered, I think 22, something like that full, you know, felt, uh, road bike carbon fiber. Um, you know, it's a few years old. I think it's a 20, 2015, something like that. So it's, it's older bike, but look, road bikes and bikes in general really, really hold up pretty well. Technology really hasn't changed in terms of uh, bikes, uh, aside from what, what I know is carbon fiber. Um, maybe shocks have changed, but with road bikes, there are no shocks. Um, and then braking, you know, switching from a traditional caliber brake to a disc brake, if that makes any sense. I don't even know if that's the right term, but like, yeah, padded brakes versus disc brakes, I should say. And so this bike, uh, yeah, a great road bike, came with everything, came with shoes, came with helmet, came with all this stuff, um, you know, a Garmin to track everything. And I bought it, and I basically rode to and from work every single day on that bike. And work wasn't very far. It was only about, I, I think, a couple miles. Uh, but it was, like, uphill in Denver. And then I flew the bike back. And I really wanted to get more involved with biking um, and cycling because, as you may or may not have known, I used to do a lot of running. And over the years, it has taken a toll on my knees and just my body in general. It's, I mean, if you think about it, it's at the time, right, 205, 210 pounds, just pounding the pavement, just pounding gravel. And uh, over, over time, it's just it's taken a toll. So I thought, you know, let's get into cycling. I really love biking, um, and I hadn't really had a bike. So invested, and this is one of those things about a bike, and like I said, longevity, is it's worth every penny. It's worth every penny. They hold their value, one, if you're going to resell, which, again, I, I don't know why you would. Uh, two, they just last forever unless you crash a bike, which I think is more prevalent with, like, mountain biking, downhill biking. Um, so, you know, I, I'm really happy with my purchase. So I came back to Austin I would ride once or twice, uh, you know, a week, maybe kind of thing, kind of casually riding. There's not a lot of great riding in Austin for a road bike. 
And the reason I say this is because uh, in Austin, one, Texas drivers are a little crazy. They're not used to bikers. So it's kind of dangerous to actually ride on the road, like on an actual road. Um, I personally won't do it. I, I, I really won't do it. Uh, I've done it a couple times, uh, but I really just don't feel safe doing it. Um, I don't care if it's during the, you know, the day when there's less traffic or whatever. It's just, for me, I'm not really comfortable with it. Luckily, I have found a trail uh, out of Govale, Goval, Goval Park uh, on the southeast side of Austin. That is a 10-mile out and 10-mile back, essentially. And it's all paved, and it is a walking bike trail, uh, or paved trail, I should say, because there's no dirt which is fantastic for road bikers. There's a lot of bikers on the trail, especially like on a weekend morning kind of thing. I'm usually there at very weird times, so I don't really see a lot of that traffic. And it, I wouldn't say it's that busy compared to, you know, Ladybird Lake, which if you've ever been to Austin is the busiest trail probably in a five mile radius. Uh, it's just right there in the city. It's a mix of gravel and paved. I wish they would pave the whole thing. That's a 10-mile loop as well, um, but again, it's not paved, so not all of it is paved, I should say, um, and, and some parts can get very narrow, so I, I wouldn't advise road biking on, on Ladybird Lake. Um, it, it's just, it just gets really crowded, too. A lot of people, and you know, if you're clipped into a road bike, yeah, depending on your you know, skill level, it can be kind of sketchy. You might fall over, uh, which would never be very fun. Um, you know, I, I think personally for me, it, it, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to really go back to Idaho is, uh, you know, bike my home land, if you will, and, uh, you know, explore some of those routes that I never really got to bike when I was a kid, uh, because I didn't have a road bike. They're pretty damn expensive. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you can find a good road bike for, for between eight hundred and and twelve hundred dollars uh it's not gonna be the lightest it's not gonna be the fastest but like if you're just getting started i would say that's a good price point to kind of look for trek usually has an entry level road bike that they sell that's an aluminum frame that's actually i had one years ago um and and i ended up selling it because i just wasn't riding i was running more than i was riding funny how things shaped up uh present day um so yeah it's um It's very interesting because I'm literally having to travel my bike all the way to Idaho to get some good road biking. Now, granted, I grew up in Boise, so I kind of know the areas and, and, the, and the paths to take um, that I'm able to ride. And I know there's some, some pretty heavy mileage rides I can do. I do feel safer on those roads. I still wouldn't really be riding in the city. Um, you know, there's a lot of paths. There's a lot of bike lanes in Boise, which is fantastic. It's one of the best cities, I think, in terms of, like, outdoor activities. It's seriously one of the best. I mean, Denver's really good, too. Um, but, obviously, Denver's a massive metro city. Um, I think Boise is a little bit more compact, and, and you're able to, you know, it's just not as crazy. So, um, yeah, bringing the bike up there. Going to do some serious elevation because I don't have that in Austin. I, I pretty much have flat you know, I think the, the 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 amount of elevation I've done in Austin, I think, is, like, close to 1,300 feet. That's it in terms of, like, where I started and, like, the highest 
peak of, of elevation I've gotten. Um, and the most I've ever rode out there is actually 30 miles. Now I've done some pretty big rides out in Denver when I was there. Uh, I went from downtown Denver essentially all the way out to Red Rocks. And I also did all the way out to Golden, Colorado. I can't remember exactly how far that is around trip. I think it's right around 30 to 40 miles. Um, now I did stop at the halfway point when I got out there, took some photos, hung out, had a beer, uh, that kind of thing. That's, that's kind of like the, the good thing that I'm really, really stoked for when it comes to going back to Boise is like being able to bike out somewhere and then stop at a brewery, local brewery and have a beer and then bike back and just kind of having that. And it, like, cause I'm not looking to, to Ironman or, you know, do a, a, a race, if you will. Same thing with the weight loss and the, and the gym. I'm not looking to do a show. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder or a physique athlete. Like I just do it because I enjoy it. Um, and, and I think that's part of it is it's great being able to, if you have the space and don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure there are some really nice roads that you could probably ride in Austin. I'm just not that aware of them. Um, and, and exactly like where they're at where there's not a lot of traffic and it's kind of open roads that I could ride. I just don't know. Um, I'm not very involved and intertwined with the biking community in Austin yet. Uh, but hopefully I know there is a large community there. I just need to get involved with them. Um, some questions that I got in terms of, you know, this subject of biking and kind of my own, cause I always, I, I think this is something that like I'm always interested in. So I'm going to share kind of my side of things, but I'm always interested in like what people are using on YouTube. Like what, what camera gear, what audio gear, you know, uh, what, what gym gear, what, you know, all that. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm riding a felt carbon fiber bike. Um, I use the, uh, the Shimano. I can't remember Shimano Shimano uh, clip in shoes. Um, they're carbon fiber plated as well. Uh, they are pricey. Those shoes were very pricey. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, it's an investment. When, when am I going to need to buy new, you know, biking shoes? Um, aside from that, I have a little like top uh, REI, uh, belt pack thing that that goes on the bike i shouldn't say belt pack i don't know what it's called but it basically goes right on top of my bike you may have seen it in the last video if you've if you've seen the youtube uh video that went live today actually uh if you haven't make sure you check it out at the vw fitness or at vw fitness on youtube and you can check that out um but yeah it just has basically my spare tires and a couple canisters of co2 or uh yeah gas in, in case i blow a a flat which Knock on wood. I have not had one yet. Um, I do have Gator. I can't write Gator. Gator. Gator tires, um, which are reinforced with. Um, I think it's Kevlar. Some Kevlar in there in the tire, so that I'm not, you know, um, pulling a flat. Which in Boise, I am a little concerned because they do have a lot of uh, what they call goat heads that will get stuck in the tire and and definitely lose some air. So I got to be very aware of that. When I am uh, back home, and um, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's kind of all I have. I have two water bottle holders uh, that I do use. I usually throw like a Gatorade Zero on on one of them. Usually that's my halfway point uh, drink, and then my water bottle itself I'll fill with either. Uh, lately, it's been Ghost's new hydration uh, product. Uh, which I've really been enjoying. Kiwi straw, strawberry is pretty good, but their strawberry or their uh, 
Sour Patch Kids Red Berry in the in the new sticks is phenomenal. Definitely a fan of that one. Definitely a fan. Oh, definitely a fan of this Ghost Tropical Mango. Let me tell you. Fantastic. Um, aside from that, I don't really take anything else. Now, on bigger rides, I will I will order, you know, a canister of uh, or a box of goo. GU. You can buy it on Amazon. It's basically quick digesting carbohydrates uh, because you are burning a lot. You are exhausting all your glycogen um, and you're losing sodium. You're losing electrolytes. Um, and so on a longer ride, especially in Texas, if you're riding in Texas um, and Idaho, Idaho is a little bit different heat. It's dry heat compared to hum- humid heat. Um, you know, you need to be able to replenish, especially when you go on longer rides, you know, two, three hours cycling it's it's gonna do some damage if you're not careful um and so you want to be prepared for that um so i will you know grab some of those or order some of those actually i need to do that probably after i get off this podcast uh is order some stuff to ship to boise so that i have it with me um aside from that yeah i have the uh man i can't even remember why is everything not coming to me um pearl zoom izumi uh, bike shorts is what I use. Um, and I absolutely love those. I've had a pair, like I said, with my first road bike I ever had, I still had a pair. Um, I bought another pair online, uh, from Amazon, a cheaper brand. It was, I think 30 bucks and those work pretty well too. You just want to make sure that the padding is not going to cause like a bunch of chafing, which I also do use a bike, um, anti-chafe like stick. It's a yellow stick. Uh, I can't remember who who makes it. Let me take a peek. You know what? I'm gonna do some some research. Bike anti bam chafing cream. Yeah, Champy's butt. But then yeah, the Body Glide. Okay, Body Glide works pretty well. I have used that before. Um, not too bad. But where is the yellow one that I used? It's called like Bike. I'm going to find it here because it's going to bother me if I don't cycle glide. Yeah, it's called cycle. I'm sorry. So anti saddle sore balm keeps you in the saddle longer by protecting your assets from the friction that causes saddle sores with a dry, invisible, non-greasy barrier that doesn't require frequent reapplication. So I will say this does work. Um, Now, that's not to say that I'm not still a little bit sore in between my crotch area, not to get too explicit, but yes, it, I do think this does work. It does help, um, and I do have bigger thighs, um, so yeah, definitely need some sort of anti-chafe, anti-saddle soreness balm to go in between my legs uh, when sitting in the saddle for that long. Aside from that, I don't really take anything else with me. I have a light on the front, light on the back. I, I know a lot of bicyclists will ride with their lights on during the day. It's a safety thing on, on trails. I don't really do it like dedicated bike trails. I won't, if I'm on the road, I think it's safe. You should probably do it. Uh, make sure you have reflectors, make sure all that stuff is, is in line. Um, you, you know, aside from that, it, it's really personal preference on a lot of other things. Um, I put headphones in some bicyclists don't, I think personally for me, I get lost in the music and I'm able to kind of up my heart rate and really focus and drive uh, my legs. And here's the best part about clip in. If you can afford it, if you can find a, a cheap pair of shoes, which you, you should be able to find shoes for a hundred bucks. Um, and then the cleats and um, 
the the clip in itself should be probably about another hundred dollars or so maybe even less you might be able to find something cheaper um is the the best part of that is you're able to pull uh up right so you're able to use your hip flexors uh not only with pushing down as we traditionally ride but also pulling up um and that is very helpful and it's something that you don't really think about and i'll be honest it's pretty damn hard uh pedaling and only pulling up with each stride uh, rather than just down and, and circular, you know, in that motion. Um, but it is great. I think it is well worth it. I think you're able to push and get more drive and power uh, by using your quads and your hip flexors by pushing up. Um, you know, it also works your glutes, pretty much your entire leg. Um, it is very difficult. I, I would not say you're able to like ride completely like that, but I do think it is helpful. So I would recommend getting clips, even if you have like a, a, a cross trainer bike. Um, I, I think clipping in is actually really beneficial, especially once you start pushing, I would say anywhere over 10 to 15 miles on a ride. You know, most people can ride 10 miles and they don't really need to be clipped in. But for me personally, I think it does bring something to um, uh, your experience. And obviously another big thing, um, always wear sunscreen. You will get burnt. I will tell you right now, you will get burnt. So make sure you have sunscreen on. Um, you know, the other thing here is I don't have any bike jerseys. I know a lot of people will wear them. They have nice pockets in the back that you can put more things in. Um, I personally don't have any of those. I am planning on ordering a couple, but honestly, I just use like a, a wick, um, a, a sweat wicking shirt and I call it a day. I think that's good enough for me. Um, I am going to order a saddle or a hip like bag by Osprey and that's about 80 bucks and that's just going to be able to hold more things also has a water reservoir in it like I said for these longer rides you you need to be prepared you really got to be prepared because typically there's not water on these trails um, especially one of them that I know I am going to try to attempt which is known as the uh Kristen Armstrong Roadway, uh, Bogus Basin Road, which is about three or 4,000 feet of elevation over the course of 16 miles up and then coming straight back down. So on that, that's going to be a tough one. Um, my quads, I'm going to be breathing pretty damn heavy. Uh, looking forward to that ride. I cannot wait. I've always wanted to do that ride. I used to work at Bogus Basin. It was one of my first jobs ever, actually. Uh, when I was living in Boise. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, that, that would, I, I would say would wrap up my gear that I do use, um, for, for my rides. I also have this bike bag. Um, if, if you want to learn more about that in terms of traveling, that that's the other thing people don't realize this. And, and this is not every airline. This is not every airline. So check with your airline before you do this. Um, I also have status with delta so my situation might be a little bit different but i'm pretty sure even if you are non-status you're just a regular person flying on delta you can check a bike for 35 dollars it is not anything extra now your weight has to still be under 50 pounds so if you've got a really heavy bike if it's a mountain bike or a downhill bike plus the case is really heavy then yeah you're you're probably gonna have to pay an excess baggage fee Fortunately, um, my bike's only 16 pounds total, um, and then the bag itself is a soft bag, and I have not had any issues yet. 
like I said, I've only flown this bike from Denver to Austin and now Austin to LA. And then I will ship it with me uh, when I check in on Monday for LA to Boise, which is a direct flight. And then it will also have to come back from LA or from Boise to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Austin. So a little bit of some movement there that I am a little concerned about in terms of protecting my bike. Um, but it, you know, it, it's a great way to get out and, and I think see some really cool places. And I, I think biking is, it's a lot safer on your joints. Now there's a lot of issues that can come from biking, everything in, in moderation, right? If you can, if you do a lot of cycling, AKA road biking, um, you can develop some issues from what I've heard of your, for men, testicles, um, you know, sitting in a saddle for that long, for that many miles, time and time after again, like it's going to cause some damage. Your body's not made to sit in a bike for three hours a day. Um, you know, uh, intense athletes. Sure. Maybe, but even then, like they're, they're being, you know, worked on every single day, their hips, you know, the quads, everything is getting worked. So, you know, when you start out, I would say, you know, with, with running, it was always like one uh, up 10% each week of your mileage in terms of volume. So if you're running, if you run five miles one week, you want to increase that by 0.5 miles the next week and then so on and so forth. Um, now, if you can do a little bit more, do a little bit more with biking, I would say it's roughly about the same. Now I've conditioned my legs to be able to easily be able to hop back on a bike and go 15, 20 miles and not really feel any bad repercussions. You got to listen to your body. And, and, and so I, you know, again, I think my best piece of advice for anyone starting to bike is to, to borrow friends or if not, um, try to go to your local bike store. I know bikes were really hard to get during, during the pandemic, um, and fortunately it's gotten a little bit easier these days to be able to, uh, buy a bike and yeah, you might still have to wait, but, um, especially in Texas right now, like it is hot and uh, I'm telling you, these rides aren't going to get any easier. I'll put it that way. Uh, the other thing is, is it gets a little windy in, in, um, Austin. So that can be a little detrimental as well. It can make it a little bit discouraging. I, I personally don't mind it when it's too bad, when it's not too bad. Um, my bike is so light though, that like I get, I do get blown around, uh, pretty easily. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, I, I think biking is just such a great way to get outside and, and see a lot of terrain in a very short amount of time, because obviously you're moving at a good, you know, between 12, I would say 12 and upwards of 20 miles per hour. Um, you're able to see a lot in a very small amount of time compared to running or walking. And honestly, I've just really been enjoying it. Um, I, I can't wait to, to see Boise and to really ride it um, and really push myself to, to pushing more mileage. I'm hoping to do like 40, 50 miles and be a all-time longest ride, 50 miles. If I can do 50, um, that, that's a long ride. And depending on the weather and conditions, um, you know, I'm, I'm going the distance, if you will. Now, for someone that's casually riding, I wouldn't recommend you try to go out and go do 40, 50 miles. So hopefully that helps you. Hopefully it inspires you to, you know, hop on a bike. Uh, the other thing is obviously you can go hit the gym, get on a cycling bike, um, and feel it out. And, and it's not the same. It is not the same by any means. Um, but it, it's still an experience compared to like, uh, the, the stationary bike. Uh, technically they're both stationary bikes, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Like padded, 
bigger bike, um, which I don't mind those either. But if, if you're looking to try to figure it out, if row biking is for you, uh, you know, take a spin class and uh, see what you think. Um, I think it's a lot of fun and I really enjoy it. I think it's a great way to get some extra cardio in. That's exactly what I'm doing next week. I already talked to Brent and, uh, that's, that's what we're going to do. So I got to give a big shout out to, um, my subscriber, Megan. I'll just say your name. Uh, cause I know she's listening and, uh, I really appreciate you reaching out. Like I said, if you guys want to reach out to me, hit me up on Instagram at the BW fitness. You can send me whatever you want, uh, comments, concerns, complaints, uh, topics that you want to hear about, uh, whatever you would like. This is the place to do it. Instagram is, is the best way to get a hold of me. And I really appreciate everyone's support with the podcast. Next week's episode is going to be a really special one. I have a special guest we will be talking with, uh, interviewing a good friend of mine uh, back in Boise, uh, owner of a company called Aesthetics. And we will talk more with Darren next week so hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you did make sure you uh share it with your friends really easy really easy to listen to i hope and you know obviously we try to keep these episodes 30 minutes or less so that you guys can keep going the distance with whatever you're doing whether you're traveling in the car working out in the gym or looking for that little bit of motivation to get off your butt and go for a ride so with that guys i appreciate you guys listening And uh, as always, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.